Hello friends, thank you for joining us at Christian Advisor. I'm Ryan Brown, a financial planner from Silver Maple Financial and IPC Investment Corporation, and I'll be your Christian Advisor for today. Thank you very much everyone for tuning in to what can only be described as Sunday School meets Math Class. Though in this classroom, Jesus is not the answer, he is the foundation. So what will we be covering in this podcast? We will be covering financial literacy, as reinforced by biblical principles, with what is hopefully a reasonable amount of mathematics to support. We will be covering the psychology of money, where we will share interesting research from universities over the last few decades, and the biblical principles that support the findings of that research, or vice versa if you prefer. We will have guests on the show, uh, Christian leaders or other professionals that can help clarify topics and share important information from their field of study. We will cover Canadian registered products and include some Canadian-specific information, since this is christianadvisor.ca. But most importantly, throughout this podcast, we will cover information and topics that will equip you to healthily handle your finances so that you can take care of what is most important, using your talents to show God's love to others just as he loves you. Because you are loved, and you are worthy of love. So let's get to it. I would like to get the best tip out of the way. You need to make sure that you budget monthly. That's it. The best financial activity you can do is to spend two hours to budget at the end of every month. The Financial Consumer Agency of Canada in 2019 found that households that budget are healthier than those that don't budget in every possible positive category. What does that mean? It means do your math homework because it will increase the amounts that you save by a third. And it will decrease how likely you are to go over budget by 11%. The most impressive stat is that Canadians who budget are only half as likely to even fall behind on their financial commitments. Thankfully, there are other things you can do to help your financial situation, like talking to a financial planning professional, ensuring that you have an emergency fund, and more that we will cover later. For now, what is important is that you budget every month. If you already budget every month, great job. I'm proud of you and keep it up. If you don't budget every month, well, the best time to start is now. Actually, as soon as you're in a safe position to do so, please open up the calendar on your phone, make an appointment that says budget, set it to last for two hours, and then set the event to repeat every month. Then, when that reminder pops up, do your math homework. I don't know your schedule enough to remind you to budget, but your phone does. So thank you for letting me remind you to budget in this way. (laughs) Now that I've asked you to budget, let's take a look at budgeting. There are a lot of different ways to budget, and people need to work with how they're comfortable. Whether that's going to be a mobile app, an Excel spreadsheet, or pen and paper, Whatever medium you choose, all budgets end up containing the same four components. Income, expenses, spending, and review. This holds true for corporate budgets as much as personal ones. Though some companies put expenses first, it is generally advisable that you start with how much you've made. So what is income? Income is anything that you have earned or accepted as payment for goods and services that you have provided, 
Usually, your income is your gross pay number that you see at the top of your payroll. When you receive a couple hundred bucks from work on the side or tips, that is part of your income also. If you have a rental property that pays rent, the difference between the rental payment and your expenses is also your income. Reliable social supports like child tax benefits, disability tax credit, or other Canadian programs also constitute part of your income. Your income consists of everything that allows you to afford or fund the lifestyle that you and your family are living. Sometimes this funding can come from debt. We don't recommend that if it can be avoided. So we summarize that the life you and your family are living must cost less than your income number. After income comes taxes and complain about taxes all you like, and I'll likely agree with you. However, you only pay taxes when you have made money. Most people like making money, whether simply for the joy of productivity or to remove financial stressors from their lives so that they can pursue their interests. For that reason, since you have to pay taxes if you make money, we will assume them as a given. Uh, for our series, we will use 30% which at the tax rates in Canada at the time of recording should approximate a household income of around $150,000 a year, with variances between the provinces, of course. Please consult your tax specialist or your financial professional for accurate information about your situation. However, for this show, we will assume tax expenses at 30%, and since we are to give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, we're going to leave it at that for now. Now, what are expenses? Yes, I know that sounds like a silly question. And for the sake of budgeting, though, expenses are consistent, predictable bills that you pay, usually automatically, out of your account. Expenses are things like rent, your mortgage payment, insurance, telephone payments, student loan payments, etc. They are predictable. Your rent is the same each month. Consistent. It will usually come out at the same time every month. And as such, for convenience in modern societies, they usually are withdrawn automatically. I include tithe as an expense for my clients automatically. It is predictable, uh, 10% of everything that you make in a period, and consistent. It happens every time you make money. However, for most people, giving doesn't become as automatic as their rent. Tithing is a different conversation we'll have another time, and many pastors have also covered tithing should you want to learn more sooner. Regardless of your opinion on the word itself, tithing, charitable giving and supporting your community is very important. Remember, support your community and your community will support you. And that adage has been used so frequently that we cannot find the original source of that wording which shows how true it's been for so many people. Well, how true is it, Ryan? I'm glad you asked. In 2013, researchers Dunn from UBC, Acknan from Simon Fraser, and Norton from Harvard Business published research regarding happiness and how it relates to what they call pro-social spending. To summarize their research, giving things away makes people happy. It makes them even happier if they are giving away of their own volition to a cause that they are passionate about, 
and if it comes from something that they see as theirs versus giving something that they may view as someone else's. Elizabeth Dunn from University of British Columbia has been posting research on the topic of happiness and money slash finance with various other researchers since 2008. The full article, Pro-Social Spending and Happiness, Using Money to Benefit Others Pays Off, is available online at Harvard's Digital Library, in case you're interested in reading more. So we've made it through income, expenses, and two bonus mini-topics, taxes and charitable giving so far. Next on your budget is spending. Spending, for the amount our society loves shopping, is surprisingly uh, hard to talk about. It's taboo even sometimes. Spending is everything that you purchase under your discretion. This is especially used for things that are not always consistent. Different families eat different amounts in food, and those numbers can change month to month even. Other spending includes things like children's activities, your own hobbies, vacations, and filling up the tank in your car. When I meet with clients, usually once a year, this category of the budget is always the longest and hardest to get through. Some questions are easy. Most people are acutely aware of how much they are paying for gasoline in a month, sometimes down to the penny. Other questions are harder, like how much do you spend on your hobbies in a year? If you're a young parent, the answer is what's a hobby? And finally, some things that you should budget for are often forgotten about, like Christmas. The average Canadian household spends $1,150 a year on Christmas alone. That's almost $100 a month, and we haven't even included birthday gifts, Easter eggs, or Thanksgiving travel. Now, the spending portion of a budget is the reason most people don't like budgeting. It triggers a pain response in your brain to see all that money getting spent. And it can only take a little nudge until you may find yourself upset about said spending. Stay positive. This is for information only. Looking at the numbers after the fact is not going to change the amount that has been spent, but it will let you be more knowledgeable about where your money has gone and more accurate about what your personal expenses actually are. Knowing how much you spend and where you spend it will be very beneficial for you next month. So after you've finished the spending category, you have all the numbers you need. Starting from income and working your way through expenses and then spending will leave you with a budget surplus or shortfall. Take a careful look over where your time and resources are going. Are you happy with that? It is often said that a person is most honest about their priorities through their bank statement. So what does your budget say about your priorities? And more importantly, do your budget priorities line up with your life priorities? If so, fantastic. But if not, then next month, try to improve one part of your budget so that it aligns with your life goals more closely. Notice I didn't say drastically change your life immediately. And there's a reason for this. When it comes to your financial health, we want to build positive habits that last. Usually, too much change is hard to maintain. Should you lose one of your new habits, like budgeting, you are more likely to lose all of the other positive habits that you started at the same time. 
like saving more or reducing your spending. As such, try to improve your budget and financial health a little bit each month. Focus on certain parts, whether it's the most upsetting part or what could be the most beneficial part, and successively build positive financial habits. Like building a brick wall, as you place on top of your previous good habits, you'll solidify them. Also, when you have a hard month and lose a habit, you're less likely to fall off entirely if you would. Obviously, some people may prefer to switch everything all at once, or you may have left your financial well-being alone for so long that you have to. If you're one of those people, I trust that you know yourself best. However, if you try and it doesn't work out, it's okay. Just start small next time and set yourself up for success because you can do this. All right, great, Ryan. So we've covered budgeting in depth, but what does this have to do with the Bible? Now, surprisingly, a lot. Your financial health is important, and since your financial health is important, and the Lord cares about you and your health, it actually makes a lot of sense that the Bible addresses people's financial health as well. In the NIV version, Luke 16, 10 to 12 reads, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? This specifically addresses the need for planning in your endeavors, and points out some of the serious consequences that could follow from not keeping up with our budgeting and responsibilities. In fact, the very next verse, verse 13, is the famously quoted two masters verse, which reads, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So whilst we should be diligent in dealing with our worldly possessions, remember that there is far more to life than finances. I often say that finances are a tool. Like other tools, you may need training or lots of practice to learn how to use them. Also, when used improperly or negligently, tools can cause serious damage and injury. And it is important that you make sure you are responsibly and safely using the tools provided to you. With your budget, it affects your entire household. We've covered a lot this episode, so let's review. Currently, about half of Canadian households budget. Households that budget are less likely to fall behind on financial commitments, are less likely to go over budget in any given month, will take on less borrowing through their lifetime, and are more likely to reduce their household debts proactively and reduce their interest expenses accordingly. Budgeting, which we lovingly refer to as adult math homework, can be done via an app, through a spreadsheet, or on pen and paper. There are four main steps to build your budget. Income, expenses, spending, and review. Income includes all the money that you receive in a time period, from employment to business and investment income. Expenses refer to the consistent and predictable costs that your household incurs during a time period. Spending includes any variable or non-regular purchases like food, entertainment, Christmas gifts, or clothing that occur within a period. 
Finally, review is the most important part of your budget exercise. When you review your budget, you ensure that your finances are being used in a way that supports your life goals. Beyond just being beneficial for you and those in your care, the Bible talks about the importance of being reliable when we're entrusted with possessions. And there are many benefits to budgeting. If you already budget, again, I am proud of you and keep it up. And if you don't do your math homework, then please set a reminder and get started. Well, it looks like we're approaching the end of our time together. Thank you for spending your time with me on our first episode of the Christian Advisor Podcast. Look forward to new episodes coming out every other week as we journey through finance, faith, and facts at christianadvisor.ca. You'll be able to find us online at your favorite social media, whether that be Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. My name is Ryan Brown from Silver Maple Financial and IPC Investment Corporation. And it has been my pleasure to be your Christian advisor today. Have a great day and God bless.